You ready? Ready? You got your Bibles? All right, chapter 13, Revelation chapter 13. We'll see. I've got about seven pages of notes. I don't know that I'll get through tonight, but I'm I'm going to just get going. Let's see how far we get. Revelation 13. In this chapter now, we are looking at the two beasts. We're going to see the two beasts. Now, the term beast here, it doesn't mean that these persons are literal animals. Okay, it's funny. I was talking with the guys over here from the the DR team. One of the guys was talking about, man, he said, we went through Revelation. People just keep getting caught up in the beast and like talking like monsters and different things. I'm like, well, they are monsters, but they're not monsters. These are people. Now, the beast is is Satan, okay? We know he's a monster. But when you start talking about uh, uh, um, the, the Antichrist and the false prophet, we're talking about people. These are people. These are people that Satan is going to use and work through, and they're, they're, they are animal-like, but they're not literal animals. And again, it's where when we read the scriptures and we think, that, and John is writing, you got to remember, he's, he, a lot of times he's writing things, it's very uh, metaphorical sometimes. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's like this, or it's, it's seeing things, and, and even, well, let me just, we'll get to it, and you'll understand here in just a little bit. So the, the two that we're looking at, now let me say this first. So these verses present us with the satanic trinity. So you have, you have Satan, then you have the beast, uh, Satan, who is the beast, and then you have the Antichrist, and then you have the false prophet. And so we look back, and when you look back at chapter 12, we, we read in chapter 12, verse 3, it says, the, uh, And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. Revelation 12, 9 said, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So we've already seen the beast. We've seen Satan, okay? We've seen him. We've already, we already looked in, in chapter 12. We've talked about him. We see his work in there. Now when you come to here to chapter 13, we're going to look here at the Antichrist, and he's the beast from the sea. So... I don't know. Tell me what version you're reading. Anybody reading? Just throw your hand up. Are you reading the New King James? That's what I study out of, New King James. Okay, how about uh, King James? Anybody in the King James? Oh, good job. Good job. All right. That AS, ASV? N-A, the New American Standard, okay? Well, that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote because it has a, it, it's an interesting the way, the interpretation there, and we're going to look at that in a moment that comes from the New American Standard. Uh, the ESV doesn't record it, it doesn't translate this way. The King James doesn't, New King James doesn't. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's an interesting take on this because it helps us understand what, what John is seeing here. So verse 1, uh, it, it, other than the New American Standard, this is verse 1, okay? Then I stood on the sea... Uh, on the sand of the sea. This is John talking. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on the heads a blasph- uh, on his heads a blasphemous name. So a uh, verse one could read, "And he stood upon the sea." So the New American Standard translates it this way: "And the dragon stood on the sand of the sea- seashore." Then I saw John, who's writing, who's seeing this. He's talking about the dragon stood on the sea of the seashore. Satan, he's talking about Satan here. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. 
having ten horns and seven heads, and on his heads were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. So the sea symbolizes the nations. And we've seen that before. We'll see it again. We'll see it in chapter 17, verse 15. You see this, the, the, the sea is a representation of the nations, as does the sand of the sea. When things come from the sand of the sea, that's a, rep, a symbolic of nations. Uh, so the sea or the sand, both of those, the sand of the sea can sim be symbolic of the nations. So Satan calls out his, his superman. It's his, the, 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 this, this, uh, this antichrist will be a, a superman type of uh, a figure. And he calls out his superman from the nations and reveals his true character to the world. So up to this point, where, where we're coming to now, up to this point, the antichrist has been operating peacefully as a friend of Israel. We've talked about that. He befriends Israel. There's the... The, 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 the peace treaty that's signed with Israel, we're gonna, we'll protect you, you're taken care of. And we understand, we, we, we've studied through this and seen where Israel, at, at some point, they're actually going to lower their guard. They're going to be like defenseless. That's hard to imagine right now. John and I were talking about this. I got a chance to go to John's office and, and, and see the things they make. And one of the things, I don't know if I should talk about this. Is that right to talk about So he makes this, he, he makes something that's a part of the, the iron, the, the iron shield, iron cur what do they call that? The Iron Dome that, that Israel uses. And if you've ever seen video of that, the thing's amazing. So if a, if a warplane, warplane's coming in, if, I mean, it's just incredible what it's, the way that thing works. He's puts, he puts a part in there. So we want John to be very, uh, those of us who are going to Israel, we want John to be very efficient and effective with his work. And we want him to do a great, great job. And uh, I think it'd be pretty cool myself if we saw that thing fire up while we were there. Some of them like, are you crazy? Yeah, well, I, I'd, I'd, I would love it. I don't think there's a safer place to be. Well, there's not a safer place to be anyway than in the middle of God's will. Amen? So I'm all right until, until the Lord's done with me. I'm okay. And some of you others he might be already done with that uh, worries me when I'm close, standing too close to you. So no, I'm kidding. So call, Satan calls out. He calls out his Superman from the nations, and he's going to reveal his character. And again, he, he at this point, he, up to this point, he's been operating peacefully as a friend of Israel. And he makes he made this covenant with the Jews three and a, a half years before. And we've referenced Daniel chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. We've referenced that a lot. You can go back and read that. It's a key passage that you look at in Daniel, with, with understanding the 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 the, uh, the Antichrist here and this this covenant that's been made with, with the Jews. And that covenant promises them the protection of, of uh, for lack of a better name, let's call them the United States of Europe. So when I'm talking about them, I'll call them that. There's other Federation of Europe states or whatever that they've come up with. It's not named yet, so we don't know what it'll be. But that's we'll just call it that for now, the United States of Europe. And, uh, and, it, and it's, what, it's what the Antichrist will control. He'll be over that. But now this world ruler, again, this is a person. We're talking about the Antichrist. We're talking about this beast that comes out of the sea that has been called forth by the beast, by the dragon, by Satan. This beast that comes up, he is a person who rises up out of the nations. This is not some monster. He is a monster in his character. He is a monster as a person. He functions as an animal. But this is a person. Understand, don't get lost in that part of this. This is a person. So, but now this world ruler is to be revealed uh, in his true satanic character. Um, so when, when you, if you go to and look in chapter 17, you can, you can see some of the reference. Chapter 7, verses 10, and 10 through 12. We see there more reference about the, the head, horns, and crowns. And we'll, we'll go deeper into that as we get there. But 10, 11, and 12 says this. 
There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth, and is of the seven, and is going to perdition. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. So you see the, 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 the terminology there, the horns, the, 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 the ten horns, the seven heads, the diadems, all of that stuff, and we're going to see that later as we go. But we see it here on the beast, the Antichrist, as he rises up. Verse 2, now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Now, let, let, let's look at that because the first thing you, when you read this verse, first thing you start thinking about is we see the symbology again, right? So he's like, the, the beast which I saw was like a leopard, who's like a leopard, uh, had the feet like a bear, and a mouth, uh, mouth like the mouth of a lion. All right, so does anybody have anything in mind that comes to mind as we throw those three out right there? Powerful, yeah. Okay. So the symbology that way, there may be something to that. There's something that's going to, when I, when I, let's see if anybody gets it. There's, I figure somebody that's studied this out already may already know. Well, the, 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 the what, what he's seeing, okay? So this is John again writing, and he's writing about what he saw. So let, let me, let's just work through it. And then you, if you got some comment, feel free to jump in here, okay? So three animals are used to describe the beast, resembling Daniel's prophecy in Daniel chapter 7, right? Okay, so the four beasts pictured uh, four consecutive empires. So in Daniel, you had, you had Babylon, which was what? The lion. And then you have the media, media, the media, the media Persia, uh, dynasty, which was the bear, right? Then you have the Greece, you have Greece, and that was the leopard, and and then the the kingdom of Antichrist, the, this dreadful fourth beast. So you have the lion. Let me do it this way. Daniel is writing. He sees the lion. He sees the bear. He sees the leopard, and then he sees the last beast. Okay, that's what Daniel sees. Where's Daniel writing from? No, where's Daniel writing from? Daniel wrote that. He saw, he saw the lion. He saw the bear. He saw the leopard. What time period? When is he seeing these? Where is he writing? Before or after? Before. He's writing prophetically, right? John's writing prophetically, but John's not looking forward. Which way is John looking? John's here. He's looking backwards. So where Daniel saw the lion, the bear, and the leopard, John sees the leopard, the bear, and the lion. You see that? Isn't that interesting? Tell, tell me a man wrote this book. 
So the little horn, then, the little horn of Daniel chapter 7, verse 8, is the beast of Revelation 13. Daniel chapter 8 says, I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom uh, three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. So here's what we see in Daniel 7, verse 8. We see this little horn. And this is the, the beast, the Antichrist here in Revelation 13. So again, note that John saw the animals in reverse. Since he was looking back, Daniel was looking forward. Daniel was looking ahead. God was revealing something to him that was ahead. John, though he's writing about future things, what he sees here was, was actually looking back on those. He's looking back and recalling those, those beasts. And this is all a continuation. So in other words, the kingdom of the beast will be a continuation of these kingdoms and it's a revival of the, the Roman Empire. If you want to go back uh, in, and study that out, you can go back and look at when we looked at Daniel's prophecy, probably what, February, January, February, March, somewhere in there earlier this year when we started this. And we looked at that and we looked at those, those kingdoms. We looked at uh, Nebuchadnezzar or, 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 or uh, Daniel's vision there. And the, the, the statue that we always see drawn out and those kingdoms that are represented there, it's the same thing here as what we're seeing. Daniel's looking forward, John's looking back. Verse 3, and I saw one of his heads as, it had, as if it had been mortally wounded, and, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So who is the beast? Anybody got that answer? Well, yeah, Antichrist, but I mean, in a name. We don't know, right? People speculate. People, students try to figure out who is this Antichrist? Who is the beast? Who, who is he? Who is he? Who's the, the name? Y'all have all heard somebody's name, right? Tell me some names. Obama. Obama. But we don't, but it's a great point. I, I don't know if he, do, I don't know if he don't know, does or not, doesn't know. Because he's got the same scriptures we do. And he, he, may, he may have a, he's got an idea of a timeline. He's trying to break it up, right? We know that. He thinks he can defy what God has said is going to happen. He thinks he's going to do something. He's been trying since the, the Lord was born, right? He's been trying to kill the Lord as soon as he's born. So that's a great point that, that, that he's having, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't know who he's going to inspire or whatever. But the point is, we have people today who are trying to, they got all the answers. You know, there are things in the scriptures we don't have the answer for. There are things in the scriptures we don't know. There's not a name, and, and, and we're going to talk more about the numberology of the number, you know, the, the 666 and that stuff. But, but people have been trying to figure out, and they want, to, they want to, there's a lot of differing interpretation of the symbols here in Revelation 13 and then also in Revelation 17. Um, but we're told three times here in chapter 13 about this wound. So we, we know that whoever this person is, there's this great wound and probably even to the point of death and a resurrection, which is going to be even more powerful. But chapter uh, right here in verse 3, we see of this, this mortally wounded. What does mortally wounded mean? It means dead. I mean, if you're mortally wounded, you're, you're dead. Yeah, you died from your wound. So then in verse 12 and verse 14, we see reference to that as well. We'll get to those. Um, 
And so this might suggest that the, the beast will be slain and raised from the dead. In 11.7 and then in chapter 17.8, we're told that the beast ascended out of the pit, which certainly could suggest uh, a resurrection. They'd come out of the pit. Some think that he is, and again, people have speculated who this is. All right, some have speculated that it's Judas because Judas, uh, that Judas would be raised from the dead. And both the beast and Judas are called the son of perdition. John 17, 12, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. Judas is called a devil in John 6, 70. Um, however, whoever this person might be, the beast is Satan's superman and he's his counterfeit to Christ. Anything that God does, Satan's going to counterfeit it. He wants to, it, it's, it's amazing that he doesn't seem very original. Everything is to counterfeit. He's so obsessed with being God, he wants to, if God does it, he wants to counterfeit it. He wants to destroy what God does and counterfeit it. Um, I had it in my notes. Maybe I'm ahead of myself here. Yeah, I am ahead of myself. But it goes back to people trying to speculate who he is. So you said Obama. Did you think that or have you heard other people say that? Well, it depends on, it depends on your political party. Right? It really does. Because there are people today who would say, you know, Trump, well. I ain't saying no to anybody because I don't have a clue. But, but I'll go back to when I was a kid. Reagan was running for president when? 79. He went into office. Did he go into 80 or 81? In 80. He went in in 80. Well, I can remember as I would have been in middle school, but I remember people talking about Ronald Reagan uh, was the, the he's, he's the Antichrist. Well, get it. Ronald, six. Wilson, six. Reagan, six. Oh, his name's got six, six, six. Oh, yeah, it's that obvious. There's only, a, uh, you know, I don't know. 400 million people on the face of the earth whose name works out to 666. I don't know. So you, you, you can't, you can't, we don't, we're not going to know who it is. Verse 4. I'm well, if anybody's got any feedback, I'm welcome to, I'm in a good, a good, uh, let's, we'll go back and forth tonight. Yeah, would I see a hand? Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to be, but see, he's going to be in a position of power. He's someone who will be in a position of power. That's what he will already have been in. in and we'll see, we'll see later what his nationality may be. We'll talk more about that. But, there, you know, uh, he's going to turn, right? So we're getting ahead of it because you got the, you've got the... Um, you got the Antichrist, and then we'll have the false prophet, who the false prophet is the counterfeit to the Holy Spirit, and his job is to make much of the Antichrist. So he, he's trumpeting. He's doing everything he can to raise up the Antichrist in the eyes of the world. And so that might even indicate that this person isn't as maybe he is like, but I, if somebody dies and comes back to life, Unless you're Jesus, then people love you, you know, and they fought that forever. But imagine today the way that would be promoted if someone's in that position. 
I think I, I, I think so. Well, he's already, when you get to this point, he's already been in power. Remember, the, the covenant has been made. He's already in power, and then the wound is going to come. We don't, not sure exactly when that is. I'm not going to argue about when, when exactly that is. But he's already in power. That wounding, that wounding and rising again is going to be part of what brings him to power. Now, when I say power, he could be a world leader of, of, of a country over there right now. Yeah, he could already be... Zelensky? That new Roman, yeah, that, that whole United States of Europe, are, that, the, the, the core of that's already there, right? I mean, it's, it's already, that, that thing's trying to, who knows what's going to happen there, but we know that that is going to be, it is going to rise again. There's going to be a powerful, powerful force there. It doesn't, and somebody's going to lead that. Like right now, there's not any one person that we'd look to and say, well, they're leading this federation of states there in Europe. We have, I, I guess, maybe there is the European, Europe, the European Union. They probably have a leader there. But that's not, a, that's not a force we would look at at this point, I don't think, like making covenants with Israel to guarantee peace at this point. So we, there's, a, there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen. But there's a lot of things that if they're going to happen, they already got a lot of that. If, if, if the Lord's going to return soon, a lot of this stuff's already in place. Remember, we've talked several times we've mentioned you don't go from zero to 60, you know, like that. There's going to be a run-up on a lot of this, and we're running up. We see the things that are happening, how much things are changing right now. I mean, every day, the last, what do we go back, two years, three years? It's crazy what's happened in the last two or three years. Let's go back 10 years, how much things have changed. Let's go back 25 years, and we're our idea and concepts of, of even the mark of the beast are so different than they are now. The technology that is available right now and, and what, what we would speculate on what that could be. We were talking at dinner. You know, how crazy is it that on your phone, and I'm, man, I'm still archaic. We're getting ready to go to Israel, so Aaron's wanting tip money to get our tip money sent in. He's like, dude, just set up this app on your phone and you can tie your bank to it and then you can just send it right over. And I'm going, whoa, whoa. You want me to put my banking information tied in on something here, and then all I do is punch a number in and push send, and it sends it to your phone number, and then it transfers it to your bank. I'm like, whoa, exactly. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I would still wish we wrote checks. That's what we always did. Um, I don't like all the new technology and stuff, but it's crazy that you know people that do Apple Pay. Who does Apple Pay? You do Apple Pay? They love it. People do it. I don't want to do that. I don't want my money tied up in a phone. But that's no different than the credit card was at first. With a check card, I'm going, whoa, whoa. You mean that card? That card is tied to my bank account? And somebody could just, they could just steal that information and boom, they just drain my checking account. All $3 of it? They could get it all at once? You could put, you put your Apple Pay on here. I mean, everything. But the technology is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So 
it, it, is so, it is so easy to imagine now the chip. You know, and there are people chipping their, their kids now. And it's sold as it's safe because sometimes to your kids, we can find them really, we can track them. You know, it's, it's good for, and it started out with animals. And then, well, that's a great idea. We should chip our kids. In, 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 a, in, a, in a, a world that's not so evil, that's a great idea. But it concerns me how much we have in this right here. More technology right here than the space shuttle. More shuttle, more, more information, more technology right here than space. I think it's more than space shuttle. I know it's more than what went to the moon. I don't want to hear no hogwash. We did go to the moon. I, I still believe we went to the moon. And the earth's not flat. Okay. Um, it's, it's amazing how fast that's changing. But there's so much, that, that, that person, whoever that is, that there, there's, so this is what we're seeing. So let's move on to verse 4 then. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. So it's the dragon who's putting him in power. You know, we understand this. This isn't anything, this isn't even hard for us to imagine. I mean, we, we already know this. We know that Satan is working in this world. He, Satan doesn't, I, I, I've said that people, I hear people, used to hear people say, oh man, Satan's been on my back all day. I thought, boy, you got an inflated sense of who you are. Because I don't know that Satan's ever even given me a second look. Uh, I, I would like to think that I was having such an impact in the world for Christ that Satan would consider me. I don't want him to. But I don't think he ever has. But that doesn't mean his system of, of demons and all of the network that exists in this world are working on you. They are oppressing you. They are working in your life. Um, but the authority is given to the, 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 the beast is given to him by Satan, by the dragon. So he's working and putting people into place and taking them out of place in his world system. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast who is able to make a war with him? So by this point, he's powerful. Satan, and, and that's what, I mean, that's what lends to believe he's already been in a position of power. Remember we say he's already in a position of power to the point that he made the peace treaty with Israel. And now he's turning, he's going to break that treaty. He's going to be, be at some point injured in a way that he's risen back up. But we'll, we'll, I'm getting a little bit ahead because we'll see more of what the, 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 uh, the false prophet does in this as well. Um, so the whole world will admire the beast and worship Satan. And that's something that Satan has wanted all along, is to be worshipped. Verse 5, and he, and he uh, was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So who's going to worship him? The whole world besides those who are born again. Their names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. And those believers who are here will not they will not worship him. So if anyone has an ear, let him hear. Verse 10, he who leads uh, into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the, uh, uh, the patience and the faith of the saints. 
So up to this point, the beast has been the leader of the United States of Europe, working closely with the world church uh, that we see in Revelation 17, the world church there. And he will pretend to be obedient to, to uh, this apostate religious system, and then he'll use it to further his own his own conquest. So the the, the world church, and there, there's a there's this we've we've talked about the world church, the religion, getting everything that was one world religion. It's what everything's trying to move to now. I mean, you have you have the Vatican who's getting all warm and fuzzy with everybody. I mean. Uh, you ought to go research the uh, the animals. You see, I'm speaking out of memory, and my memory's not the greatest. There's some scripture about the animals being portrayed or broadcast or something in Rome or in the end times. Go back, and if you want to research something, look in YouTube and look at it and find the animals. And in Vat the Vatican, they, they put all these animals up on the Vatican. There in Rome, on some buildings, they were broadcasting this. It was a part of a big celebration of all these different animals and things. Go and go and look that, and 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 I wish I, it was just something that came to mind. But it's this this one world religion that that everything. I mean, today, what's going on in America? I mean, the, the America would love for it to you know be religious if you want to be, but just you know you can't have any really moral standards you can't have really godly biblical standards you can worship a, a, a piano um, you can worship yourself you can worship whatever your God can be anything and they're okay with that and they want that in fact they want to be religious and be accepted for their religion to be whatever their religion is but there's they want this there'll be a one world government and I, and I do believe that the, the Catholic Church is going to be a huge part of that. that that's going to be the, all the heresies and all that. Would you also have, so you've got the power there in Europe. You've got this government that's going to control, be in power uh, in, in the, on the world. You're going to have a religious. So they're, they're working together. And Antichrist, who's leading this, this, this United States of Europe, he, they partnered with the world church, using that power to further his... His, his stature. And so he's going to pretend to be obedient to the apostate religious system and he uses it to further his own conquest. And then about the middle of the tribulation when Russia invades Palestine, we read that in Ezekiel 37 and 38, and that's where the, the Lord defeats Russia right there. And, and then so, um, uh, you know, they're coming in and the beast is acting like the, the Antichrist is going to go in and protect them. And when he gets to Israel, he finds that God has defeated Russia and then the, the beast then decides that he's going to conquer Israel. Instead of, at this point, some of this, it's like, it, that's strange. He's going to go and protect them. He said he was going to protect them. Israel, Russia's coming in. He doesn't protect them. God intervenes. We know that. We've studied that out. God intervenes, wipes them out. And then the beast comes, and now the beast is going to turn on Israel, and he's going to seek to conquer Israel. And he will at this point destroy the apostate church. That's the harlot in Revelation 17. And he sets himself up as ruler and God of the world. That's the timing on this. So Satan will give him power to do wonders. In fact, 2 Thessalonians 2 states that God will allow strong delusion to come upon the unbelieving world. So those who, who have refused the gospel, have rejected the gospel, there'll be delusion where they won't believe Christ, but they'll believe a lie. 
And uh, so they didn't accept him. They wouldn't accept the truth, but they will receive the Antichrist. And they'll receive the lie. And the beast will blaspheme the church in heaven and it'll persecute the believing Jewish remnant on earth. So as we saw in Revelation 11, at this time, he, he's going to also slay the two witnesses whose bodies will be raised from the dead after three and a half days. Now, now please, I, I know you're going, I don't understand some of the timeline because this is not all in time con, con, uh, uh, chronological orders we're looking through this. It, when you're looking at this chapter, we're seeing a, a, we're getting a picture of the Antichrist. We're getting a picture of the false prophet. Just like it's, there's a lot of these chapters that are giving us a broad piece of information that then what we're going to end up having to do when we get near the end of this is lay out our timeline and try to, because a lot of this we can plug into when does this happen, when does this happen, and that's what we'll work on as we get near the end of the book and we'll recover, recoup all that, review all of that, and lay it out in a timeline. I think that a lot of it we can identify. What's the what's the starting gun, so to speak? But would that be before the rapture or after? That's what I'm talking. About. That's the starting gun, though, right? I think it does. I, I think it does. I think, I think when the rapture comes, I think you're looking at a seven-year period of, of the, the tribulation period that begins with the rapture. Is, is what I, well, that's what I'm talking about. So, well, the covenant could come immediately after the rapture. But I, I believe that that seven-year period, I believe it does begin when, when we're taken out. I think, I think. Now, that doesn't mean I'm right, okay? So, and if you've, got, if you've got scripture that would show that, I'm, I'm, I'd love to look at that because we want to we learn all we can on that. But, but so either if, if it's the covenant, then but those are the two. The, two, the tribulation is the name. We don't know when that is, right? I think it's soon. I'm praying it soon. Uh, that's the next thing in, in the, the, the line. And then from there, things begin to fall into place. We know the covenant's not going to come before the rapture. We can safely say that, right? So we know the rapture. Then, it, then if that's whatever the time period, I don't think it's a lot of time. I don't think it's a lot of time in there if it, if it is more. But I don't think it's a lot of time. But the covenant is when you start seeing that from that covenant, you know there is a three and a half year time from there to to the midpoint and where a lot of this then breaks down and it just goes into hyper, but it's all fast. And when you think about that timeline, it's, it's things accelerate really quickly. Um, okay. Now nah, I won't start. We got four minutes. I won't start. Second part is we're going to look in verse 11 through 18 and we'll look at the false prophet. And then we'll, we'll look more at the, the, the role of the false prophet, the role of the, the trinity, this evil, wicked, satanic trinity. I told you I didn't want to teach Revelation. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Right, but a peace agreement could happen like that. 
And, and so I, that's why I think it's very quickly. That's why I don't think that it affects the seven years because I think it could happen in a matter of, of weeks or months from the rapture to a, a, a covenant could happen really quick. And to the point, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we may see run-up of having, do we have, do we have a, a stronger revived Roman Empire before the tribulation? Because it could be. That could be, but it could, all of that. There's so many things that have got to happen, and the, the, a lot of things are going to happen super fast once this thing starts. It's amazing when you read this and you look at a seven, the, the seven-year period of, of every, all that's going to happen in that seven-year period. It's mind-blowing, just mind-blowing. But there's some things that have to happen building up that. But the temple, they're ready. They're ready now. Covenant, they could start building that thing tomorrow. And don't think for a second that the Jews aren't ready to knock that dome of the rock off in a, in a heartbeat. They, they're ready to take that out and build the temple. Well, there's, there's, saints, there's saints in the tribulation as well. There are people who will be saved who were not saved when the rapture happened. The, the, the 144,000 would be, I believe, what would they call it, completed Jews. They're, they're Jewish Christians. They're Jews who have been born again and they're... They're evangelizing. There will be a multitude of people saved. So there will be plenty of people saved during. But those who were us, the saints before the rapture, we're gone. That's an interesting. That's an interesting, very interesting thought. Because you're right. Because if America, you, you, America, look at what it, what 9/11 did to us. Now you take all the millions of Christians out of here like that. Um, all of our government will still probably be in place. Oh, that's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. <laughs> I said all the government would still probably be in place. Our, yeah, yeah. Just judging fruit, man. Judging fruit. That's a, that's a great thought. Somebody else? Yes, Scott. I said you were saying a while back about the heifers that you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Christians are gone. 
there. It is. Well, if you've got the if you've got the, the European countries, if they're in power, and it's going to be a situation where they can force. I, and again, that's where you start going. How do they have the kind of leverage to to make peace with those countries that are all around Israel? I, I, if we could foresee that, it would be incredible. But it, we don't know what mechanism it would be. But there's some reason. There's some power they have to get that covenant with it because the covenant has to be it, it's with them it's with which with Israel so we're going to make peace with Israel we're going to protect you but it's going to have to be powerful in in order to keep Jordan and and Lebanon and Egypt and all of those Syria. all of those Syria all of them Iran Iraq all of them around there that they all want to just drive Israel and you know that's why there is no peace treaty because they could have a peace treaty right now if they wanted it the Israelis want peace the Palestinians don't want peace. Their only solution for Israel is their, is their death. That's it. That's the only thing. They don't, they're not going to agree to anything short of Israel no longer being a nation and running them in the, in the sea. Yeah, it's terrible. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, is it? Uh, I heard uh, Prince Charles, well, King Charles now, who didn't, it wasn't too long ago in a speech, he said, if you give us a world leader who, who has the power and the money, behind him that we'd follow. That was his, basically what he said. That's the kind of thing that's been saying. It was a quote I, I wish I could recall. It was a quote I, I used in a message or in something in, in teaching in this from right after World War II. It basically said the same thing, that mankind is going to want a strong leader. They act like We act like we don't want those strong leaders. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Well, isn't that interesting, all the stuff that's come out about aliens, and now even our government's releasing things and, and trying to get people... you, you got to get ready for this because there are aliens, right? But we, we understand what that is. It's, I, don't believe in, I don't believe in a little group. It's demons, absolutely. It's spiritual warfare. And so if you make that... It's like everything... What is, what is going on, and I need to wrap up, but what, what, is, what is going on? Everything today is trying to normalize everything that's wrong. Uh, the Senate today passed the legislation on the same-sex bill, and I, I, I don't—I didn't get to read, so I don't know if it's. Um, that's what I thought. I thought it still has to go back to the House. So they passed it. I mean, it's, I, I was—I was—I was hoping that was the case. I didn't get to read, but there's—I mean, that thing is. It, here's what happens every time. This is what happens every time. Same-sex 
uh, the, the, the stuff for same-sex marriage years ago. Oh, it's just about people who love each other and they're committed to each other. And they said, nope, it's a, it is a dog getting his nose in the door, and next thing you know, he's on, the, he's on the couch with you because it's for normalizing everything up to pedophilia and the man-child, man-boy love thing that, that's been promoted, all this pedophilia sickness. What have we seen since that stuff passed? We've seen exactly what was said. So there are folks now who are talking about, look, this is, this is going to make it, yeah, they've, they've written some stuff in there that's supposed to protect, protect churches and stuff like that. I don't buy it. It's always, there's always a slippery slope with these things. And I, I was even reading, as I'm reading that today, I'm thinking about when Paul, you know, the, the stuff we're facing today, Paul faced all this. The homosexual stuff, the, all the, all, everything we're facing today, Paul experienced in his day. And you know what? We don't hear Paul ranting and raving about culture. We're all, Paul ranted and raved about Jesus being the Christ, the Savior. And that's what we've got to do. And regardless of what goes on in the world out there, if we'd, get less, if we'd be less involved with the political side of this and we'd be as passionate and driven about telling people about Christ as we are about the politics of this stuff, I'm not for the sin. I'm not for it at all. And, I'll, I, and I'll, I'm going to vote against it. I'm going to do all I can. Folks, if we'd get as passionate about the gospel, that's how we make a difference. That's how, that's how we can impact our culture and impact our world. You know, they, they turn the world upside down. What did that mean? I mean, he went up and had a, 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 a prep rally for Trump? No. They went in and they were winning people to Christ. And, and when it, you know, the silversmith didn't give a rip about any of that until people stopped buying his little, little idols. Because the culture was changing because people were getting born again. And he said, you know what, turning, turning from idolatry. And now all of a sudden the silversmiths union is all in arms because, man, these guys, they're turning the world upside down. They're in here. They ain't had a problem till it, till it starts costing them money. That's where we're at today. Folks, as believers, we just got to, man, you love somebody. And if you don't love somebody, you love Jesus and Jesus loves them. Jesus wants them saved. Let's be faithful. Yeah, my sister made a comment one time about, about I think we were talking about Hitler, that Hitler could have been saved. And I believe he could. I believe Jesus died for his sin too. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't want anybody to go to hell. If you have any idea what hell, if you've really sat and thought about what hell is, I don't care who it is. I don't want any of them to go to hell. Todd, somebody break it in your car out there? All right. All right. All right. Y'all ready to go? Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. Lord, thank you for this time. I thank you for these folks and, and their encouragement to me and uh, our time around your word. Uh, Lord, help us to learn and grow. And, but, Lord, Revelation, this book, this wonderful book, it just, it just turns my heart looking for your return. And uh, may we be ever ready at a moment's notice for your return. May we not be drifting, wandering aimlessly, but may we be very focused on our, our walk with you and our witness for you. And we'll praise you for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Y'all be here Sunday because we got a surprise.